0: It's time for the show, the big, big show, belonging before believing. Did you like my new intro song?
1: The big, big show.
0: What should we do? All right, wait, let me start over. It's Brian and Pat. We're doing a show, the big, 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 big show. No, is that not better?
1: I'm just trying to think about what makes it a big, big show. Are we going to go for like an hour and a half?
0: We're fat guys.
1: Oh, well, right. I'm
0: fat. You're not. You lifted a, a piece of metal over your head that was impressive to some people. <laughs>
1: to, to, to some people.
0: Well, it was impressive to me. I am a part of that some people. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> never mind. I'm not going to talk, talk about that. Um,
1: <laughs> Ooh, intrigue.
0: No, no, no. There's no intrigue there. It was going to be a joke about something from another episode, but never mind. Hey, you don't like my singing? <laughs> You like know, my? I'm trying to think of an intro song.
1: I'm getting Besides, too caught up in the lyrics.
0: Which you, I love.
1: Are you saying we should do a rebrand? New no. logo? New song? No,
0: no, not a new song. I really, really like our song. Yeah, yeah. But I'm trying to think of something when we open it up. Because <clears> while there's a song, switch
1: to like a dubstep song. Oh.
0: I won't, li- I won't listen to our own show if we do that.
1: Okay. <laughs> Good. Me neither.
0: <laughs> do you like dubstep? No. Me neither. Like, I would... There's a period of time where I never thought I'd hear myself say these words, but I don't get that music.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, the first time I was really exposed to it was back in, like, 2011, uh-huh. and I was working at Dutch Bros Grand Opening, uh-huh. and... They turned it on uh-huh. to get all hyped, uh-huh. and it just about put me to sleep. Uh-huh. It was just so kind of repetitive, yeah. and I, I don't Slow. know. Slow, Yeah. Like there's, I don't get it. There's some fast. I've <laughs> Trust me. I've listened to a, a ton right, 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 of depth step over the years now. I,
0: I don't get it. 2011 was
1: eight years ago. I'm
0: old. It was eight years ago. Hey, dude, we're almost 12-year anniversary for our church.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: 12 years. Yeah, we're like... Just three two months, months away. away. Oh, just, yeah, yeah, you're right. Three months. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, wow. It's coming up quick. That's crazy. 12 years we've been doing a church. Yeah. You've been here the whole time. Yeah. I know. You're the only one.
1: That's a wild story.
0: I feel like you've been here even longer than my wife.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't.
0: No, I know you haven't.
1: <laughs> no, not at all.
0: But, dude, we should do that story someday just for the show. Just tell the story of sovereign joy. Did that Have be we fun? Not? We never have
1: origin stories. I don't no? think we have. You might be right.
0: I think we've done our testimonies. Yeah, but I don't think we've ever done the church's origin story.
1: Maybe I need to go listen to our first episode.
0: Ugh.
1: I bet it's bad,
0: dude. It's so bad. Is it? Well, I haven't listened to it in a long time. It's, yeah. it's only been a year. Oh, we didn't know what we were doing.
1: Not at all. It was like remember? 12 minutes. Guys, I know we've, we've mentioned this at some <laughs> point along the way, but do you remember that we filmed our, th- or filmed? Oh, gosh. <laughs> maybe
0: this one's going to be the bad
1: one. To, maybe this <laughs> is going to be the bad one. We recorded our third episode first.
0: That's right. That's right. You're right. <laughs> that was the first one. Yeah. And we stopped in the middle of it for some reason. Zoe lost so her Zoe lost her tooth. tooth. That's right. That's wow. What right. a trip down
1: memory lane. Oh,
0: that's crazy. We're getting nostalgic.
1: Now she's missing three right now.
0: <laughs> for like a while. Dude. Like a minute. She's had those teeth gone for like two months.
1: It's been five.
0: Let's say two.
1: It's <laughs> been five. Where are they at? I actually Googled. <laughs> <laughs> should I be concerned if it's been five months and my daughter's teeth hasn't grown in?
0: And did Google tell you no? You're cool my dude. wife
1: like punched my arm and she's like, when's the last time you saw a 15-year-old with no front teeth? And my response was, that's why I don't want her to be the first. <laughs> Uh,
0: I still got a baby tooth.
1: Do you? Did you not know that? Abby still has a baby tooth. Right. I knew that.
0: Right. It's a genetic thing. Abby really? has a tooth. Yeah. Lines right here. That little oh. sharp pointy one. That's a baby tooth. Weird. It never fell out. Yeah.
1: It's the same one on Abby, too, mm-hmm. isn't it?
0: Yep. It's a genetic thing.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Did, did any of your ancestors have the same thing?
0: Probably. I don't think I'm the origin of the genetic marker. <laughs> Did, did Grandpa Harry have it? Did Grandma Okra have it? <laughs> Do I don't you know. A
1: Grandpa Harry yes, and a Grandpa Grandma Harry Okra? Had, yeah,
0: that's my dad's parents. That's Terry Mathers Action Heroes' mom and dad. Harry and Okra? Harry and Okra. That's amazing. I know. Dude, he did never sees Did she have amazing. a
1: nickname or did she go by Okra?
0: She went by Grandma, I know that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about anything else. <laughs> Uh, I just, uh, when, when I knew her, she was grandma. I kind of nice how it worked out like that.
1: My great-grandma's name was Cora, but she went by Eileen. <laughs> Dude,
0: that, that's the thing. Like, when I do uh, death certificates for people at the funeral home, there's all kinds of weird names people went by, like, not their real name. Yeah. And it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. And I'm sure it did at some point sometime to somebody, but not to me.
1: Well, they can't explain it to you, so...
0: Not even the family usually can. <laughs> Larry, like, I don't know why she went by Massachusetts. Math. Chusetts? <laughs> no, you never
1: heard that, never heard that name. <laughs> uh, what is inside your brain? <laughs> <laughs> All kinds of things. Dude. Milkshake. Dude, I'm thinking <laughs> of like, for some reason, the fir- when I try to picture the inside of your brain, my mind immediately goes to cobwebs <laughs> and pop rocks, and I don't know why.
0: <laughs> That's probably fair. <laughs> there's something that has to activate the pop rocks, though, because they're just going to sit there under the cobwebs unless there's some moisture.
1: Mountain Dew. There's got to
0: be a little drip of something somewhere. Yeah. Mountain Dew. Dr. Eh, Dr. Pepper. Let's do Dr. Pepper, huh?
1: Surge. (laughs) No,
0: what? (laughs)
1: What? That's awful. I think Surge was made by Mountain Dew, wasn't it?
0: I What? How would I know that?
1: No, it it couldn't (laughs) be. I bet it was supposed to be a Mountain Dew competitor.
0: Yes, that's exactly what it was.
1: Does anybody still drink Mountain Dew? Hey, do you know
0: what? Yeah, when I was in Wisconsin... There was actually like a rehab place for Mountain Dew. (laughs) Like, like there was so much Mountain Dew that was drunk there, you could go get rehabbed from it. That's funny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I remember going to a Shane and Shane concert, and I think he's like probably right about your age. He, Shane, you -hmm. mean? The guy I'm the Shane that I'm talking about. (laughs) Maybe he's a. I mean, he might be a. Tiny bit younger, but I figure he's about your age. Anyway, and he was talking about in
0: his prime.
1: Yep, hundred percent. Yep. Just uh, just go. He's like a good sports nope. car. It doesn't even rev up until he hits sixty.
0: Oh, I like that one.
1: Yeah, you got that.
0: Whew.
1: Put that in your back pocket. You're gonna need it I'm gonna soon. Need it.
0: Dude, I'm gonna forget it. <laughs> I'll forget anyway, it by the time I drive home.
1: He was talking about college life and about trying to stay up late and you know being on top ramen and Mountain Dew. I'm just like, oh, did you not have Red Bull back then or something? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, Mountain Dew is what he used yep. as an energy drink. Yep, that like, is oh. what
0: we used. There was no, or, or just coffee. Yeah. there's <laughs> no no five-hour energy, no Red Bull, none of that stuff. Like, yeah, it was weird when it came out. Like, I remember <laughs> when it came out, and I remember trying it going, this is nasty. Why is <laughs> we going to drink this?
1: Oh, I liked it. But <laughs> it's been.
0: Gives you wings, I hear.
1: No, that's Red Bull.
0: Yeah. Isn't you know that what you said? No, I was talking about Mountain Dew. You said Rebel.
1: No, I said Red Bull. He didn't have Red Bull.
0: Yeah, it gives you
1: wings. Oh, I think that tastes weird. Yeah. I thought we were talking about Mountain Dew.
0: We're talking about all kinds of things. <laughs> this is my brain, dude. You can't, you can't stop it.
1: <laughs> Cobwebs and Pop Rocks. Okay. So. You
0: can't contain it. You could, you could dry it out, and then that's going to be it.
1: You've completely discombobulated me. I'm so disoriented <laughs> conversationally right now.
0: <laughs> Doing my part to make B3 one, enjoy.
1: One time... I the was, big show. So the last year that I played roller Ryan hockey... I can't get words out. The last year I played roller hockey, we it was just on its last legs, the league was. They couldn't even afford, like, jerseys anymore. And so it was like, hey, you're blue team. Wear blue T-shirts. I'm like, okay, sure. So anyway... <laughs> My, who is now my cousin's brother-in-law. He was on the, okay. he's a big boy. He's on the opposing. <laughs> he's on the, I like apo-
0: how you led with. he's my cousin's brother-in-law. As if I was supposed to know that made him a big boy.
1: <laughs> no, I was <laughs> going to say that part too. It's just, it's just an interesting fact. Okay. So
0: I love it when people say, you know, Pat Mathers, He's a big boy.
1: (laughs) So anyway, my cousin's brother-in-law, the big boy. So we are on opposite teams and it's roller hockey. You don't check. Okay. But he laid. How
0: emasculating. He
1: laid me out. And so he laid me out so hard and I stood up. And normally you just like look at your goalie. But all these stupid goalies are wearing, like, random T-shirts. And so I got hit so hard. I got it, and I was, like, at the center of the rink. I had no clue which way to skate. I didn't know which side was mine anymore. And that's how I felt when we were talking about Mountain Dew and Red Bull just now.
0: I love hitting you that hard that you can't figure out which way to skate. That's my favorite. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I played roller hockey. I don't know why that makes me laugh, but it makes me laugh.
1: Watch out, dude. Caleb.
0: I played water polo, so I'm not talking about like, you Caleb. know, I played some manly
1: sport like football. Caleb is really good at roller hockey. He'll I bet he is. hit you in the head with his I, stick. I,
0: I, I bet he won't. <laughs> he doesn't Fair strike enough. me as being that type of guy. Yeah, probably He'll probably not. go, oh, Pat, you're right. <laughs> Without that voice. That's not my Caleb voice. I was going to say. Sorry, Caleb. That's not your voice. <laughs>
1: Uh, I hope he listens to this before our Secret Trail Study tomorrow. Or
0: how can- could he? We're not putting this out tomorrow, are we? Oh, we can put it out whenever we want, and no one will even know when today is. <laughs> so it could be tomorrow when he shows up to this study. You're right, Caleb. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you listen to this before the study tomorrow. <laughs>
1: It could be August for all you people know. You don't know when we recorded this. (laughs) But tomorrow is going to be Monday. I know that.
0: They do know when we recorded because we said it's three months till our (laughs) 12th year anniversary.
1: (laughs) Nobody, well, Joel, no. You said
0: June, July, August.
1: (laughs) I didn't. I said three months.
0: Oh, I said June, July. You just outed us. Okay,
1: cards (laughs) on the table. It's June, okay? If we're being honest, oh, it's June. Pat, I ruined a good Pat, thing. I ruined a. Do you remember? Thing. Do you remember? This is a perfect segue. Do you remember what our topic is about? It's about current events. No, no, I had
0: honestly forgotten. That's what we we're talking about. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> The cobwebs have taken over. Okay, what's our question? <laughs> you
1: pointed right at it. Did
0: I? I don't know how you... <laughs> I don't know. I He's just... sitting
1: on the other side of Apple my laptop and just kind of reached yeah. over and pointed <laughs> yep. right at it. Yep. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is like... <laughs> we get the giggles. The worst
1: segue ever. Okay. It's how like the worst. How should Christians engage with touchy current events oh. like the new abortion laws?
0: Oh. Way to bring it down.
1: Like I said, worst segue ever.
0: Mm.
1: All right. So.
0: Can we talk about how we say words that are funny instead?
1: (laughs) (laughs) We've already got 13. We're 13 13 minutes in on that.
0: Oh, are we? Oh, never mind. Go. Okay. I'll be serious.
1: All right. So. Rain it in. This is something that I wanted to talk about. All right. Because I have a Twitter account. So do I. Well, if you've been on Twitter.
0: I've been on Twitter every day.
1: I have a lot of friends who um have a different perspective on the abortion you're right. laws you're you probably
0: have way more than i do yeah for sure yeah because you have all the the kids who work for you
1: and i mean newsflash politics are super like incendiary right now yeah. and everybody their preferred method of persuasion is just making everybody who disagrees with them out to be a villain or an mm-hmm. idiot or mm-hmm. some combination of the two, mm-hmm. which I'm not typically persuaded. If you just call me an idiot to, you know, come over to, you. can I ask viewpoint. a question real quick yeah. while you're
0: on that point? Yeah. The, so, so people, the, the kids who, or whoever it is who you follow on Twitter, they I'm assuming follow you as well. And while you aren't regularly posting political things, they know you're a pastor. They know you're a churchman. They know these things about you, but they don't see you as a villain. They love you.
1: Sure, I hope not.
0: No, they do. I mean, they write on your windshield and stuff. You know, little <laughs> notes: "Hey, we love you, Gumpy. You make our life better, or whatever that's said on your window." So, so how do? So, before we get any further yeah. than that, wh- why do you think it is that you personally um, don't get vilified?
1: Uh. Well, honestly, I think that's a little more on topic. Than you maybe had in mind. Okay. Because like I said, like I, I'm asking this question, how do we engage with touchy current events? Mm-hmm. Because I think to some degree, uh, engaging on these specific topics isn't always helpful. It's not always like, because I, okay. So today we're talking about abortion. Right, that's the current event that. Uh, well, there's a
0: bunch of t- things, but that is a hot button. You're right. Right, that's like, a big hot potato right now.
1: Um, like the who's Alabama and then yeah. a more right. right.
0: Uh, Missouri, Missouri, Alabama, yeah, yeah. In, Indiana. So, there's anyway.
1: I I mean I could go in Georgia. I could go in and start talking to people about um you know the sanctity of life about how that's an image bearer of God and I can talk about uh you know all kinds of different things. Um, but from my perspective, I I don't see at least the people that I would be engaging the people that I have in mind. I don't see them being persuaded by those things because I'm trying to talk to them like they have, um, some kind of renewed sense of, of right and wrong, some kind of, um, uh, a knowledge of what the image of God really means. Mm-hmm. Um, so right. I'm assuming that my Christian worldview is going to be not only understood but compelling to apply to their lives. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. I. I. I, I there are lots of guys who wouldn't take that tact. I think, and and I, I
1: real quick before yeah, yeah. Uh, I I pass it over to you. I I guess what I'm saying is, to me, I would want to engage with them on much more foundational issues. Mm-hmm. To me, this is just a a logical conclusion mm-hmm. based on the state of their heart and their worldview. Um,
0: I I I want to come to everybody that i i first thing i want to hear people i want to hear what it is that 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 persuades them in the position that they're in so because that i very rarely post political um stuff on facebook or twitter i did this week Um, I posted a thing by Clarence Thomas. Mm -hmm, I saw that. And um, because I thought it was so well written and just it was, I I thought that was helpful. And if not for just me, I think that certain people who follow me, I know there's tons of people who are on Facebook that are my friends with that aren't going to engage in that. But Facebook is not a, and Twitter are not ideal for this kind of exchange and discussion across the table is. So if I can, I want to sit across the table from somebody and listen and hear why, why are they saying the things they are? I want to hear, are they just parroting what they've heard and they haven't thought it through? I want to ask probing open-ended questions um, because I do want to understand what they're saying. And I want them to feel like they're being heard. Sure. I I think that that the other side, whatever side you're on, I think the other side views you as just a steamroller. Mm -hmm. You know, that goes both ways. Right? Leftist, rightist, centrist, whoever totally. it feels like everybody's steamrolling everybody else.
1: Exactly. Like I said, the the best the only way to really engage with the other side is mm-hmm. to make your opponents look like a villain or an idiot.
0: Right. And when I, and I don't want to do that. Right. And the way to for me to that I've found the a helpful way to do this is to sit and listen. So for example, years ago when I worked at um, a produce facility. There was a guy who came in, and he was really like over the top, um, a jerk about being leftist. Now, I don't I'm not saying that's true of everybody, but he was definitely in that category. and he he would just say the most outlandish things because there was quite a few conservative guys who worked in the end where I was, and not just not just Christian, but I mean just politically conservative. And so he was deliberately inflammatory and i like to be deliberately provocative too but but he was over the top about it so one day he was working back with me and he made some comment because we're working with bananas and and this is going to be gross but i i'm just going to say it he he had squished a banana and said i want to do this to all the fetuses and you know this is the way they need to be aborted and and i and i looked at him and i said do you even know what an abortion actually is and I stumped him. like, And I wasn't looking to do that, right? It was just a question that came to my mind, like, do you even realize what it is you're saying? Do you know what an abortion even is? And he didn't. He couldn't explain it to me. He had no idea what it actually was. He didn't know any of the procedures, none of it. And so I told him, dude, listen, I, I I want to have this talk with you, but I'm not going to have it right now. I want you to go home tonight and Google it and actually see what the procedures are. Because there's a couple of different ways. And he came back that next morning just completely white. Like, it was w- weird. And he was like, I had no idea. And he's like, I, I can't believe that this is the kind of thing like like I was pulling for. And and it really caused him to stop and think. And I was able to speak with him and share with him um, my worldview I, from I don't know that he ever became a Christian or anything like that, but it was at least a way I was able to engage. And then once, you know, that bridge was crossed, I was able to talk with him. Now, to, I'm not sure, that was like six, seven years ago. I'm not sure that, that, tempers are as calm as now as they were or then as they are now i think they're way more hot now and i might, you might have a harder time having that conversation with somebody but the spirit is powerful he he can do that so i want to listen to people and i want to ask open ended questions and i want to i want to cause them to i want to force them to think through what it is they're actually saying and to i want to hear them come to their own conclusions Having thought through it, and then them being able to see how they're wanting, so there is a lot of work that goes into that. Yeah, that that's not a quick, you know, Twitter conversation. Even if you go back and forth four or five times, that's still not even close. That's just getting started. So you need for me, I need to give myself a lot of time that I am going to sit down and I am going to talk with somebody, and. It might be over a meal, it might be with a couple of beers, it might be just in their backyard or in, you know, I, I don't know. But it's it's definitely going to be something that, that I I want to take the time to. If I don't have the time and it's just something really quick, what I want to do is I want to ask something that's going to just get them thinking and then leave it. I might never see them again and I don't know where it goes from there. And maybe the Lord has called me to just ask a a question in a moment like that, you know, that's going to cause them to think. So even if it's something like, have you, do you really understand what abortion is? I'd encourage you to go look at it and then find somebody to talk to. I I probably would say something like that, you know, and if they did know what it was, ask them, okay, when you're alone tonight, uh, I want you just to think about, think about what it actually is. And think about the ramifications of that. Don't go the political directions. Be honest with your own thoughts. You know, you, you want to get people thinking, I want people to do that with me. Sure. Right? I wouldn't be where I'm at theologically. I wouldn't be where I'm at as a Christian if somebody hadn't challenged me, you know, hadn't had not gone out there. And, you know, they're risking a relationship by doing that with me, right? They're risking that friendship by giving me a hard word or saying, have you really thought about that? Becoming a Calvinist, you know, it was like somebody had to, you know, press me a little bit. Like, you you really understand what it is you're saying? And I had to, when I'm honest with myself, go, no. And maybe I wouldn't say it to that guy. And the guy who pointed me this direction, I haven't seen in decades. So he he doesn't, he might not even know I am where I am today. But it just took his little probing, like, have you really thought that through? to get me to realize I haven't, and it forced me to look in other places. And so I'm not trying... See, here's the difference, I think, is I'm not trying to get notches on my belt. mm mm-hmm right, or on... It's or, not for sport. Right, this isn't like, it's to be Second Amendment, notches on my gun, you know, on right. the handle. I, I'm not trying to do that. I care about that person, and I care about their soul, and I care about their thoughts, and I care about their their relationship with God. I, I want them to have a right relationship with God, not with me necessarily.
1: Ooh, ooh, okay. So, correct me if I'm wrong here. So, What I hear you saying, what I think is going to be helpful for people to hear is you are much more concerned about that specific person Mm -hmm. than about the onlookers convincing, Mm -hmm. you know, any, like, it's not, it's just some blanket Oh, I want to win people to my way of thinking. Right. It's a genuine care for the person you're engaging with. Yes. I think that's huge. Yeah. Again, a genuine and, and care uh, for
0: them and a genuine care for the ramifications. I want, I genuinely care about the baby too.
1: Sure. No, of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, well, I'm just thinking because we already talked about, you know, this kind of conversation It happens over a table and you mm-hmm. talked about, you know, the successful uh, interaction that you had with that guy in person. Um, these conversations that we have whether it's facebook twitter whatever uh they're they're public mm-hmm. and not only does it add a different dynamic when people know that this conversation that you and this other person are having is being watched like they're they're not going to be nearly as vulnerable and mm-hmm. open minded just because it's they can't look like they're losing or or whatever kind or maybe they don't want to you know, maybe they have a ton of friends who are, you know, in that same camp with them, and they don't want to look like they're or Whatever um but i i love what you said there about how like you genuinely care about this person that you're talking to mm-hmm. and of course like in in like this abortion issue like you would care about those babies and you know we could talk about a handful of other issues we haven't right now we're talking about abortion but, but there's a hot there, one right now exactly yeah, there's plenty yeah. of other issues that we could bring mm-hmm. up i mean like gun control or anti vax or i mean right. <laughs> whatever
0: right climate change i mean this is sure. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah um but i I think that right there is is the way you're engaging with this person? bring it back to the question how should we engage? Is the way you're engaging with this person uh, is Can it, I give some practical tips yeah, go for to it. do
0: that uh, one thing you need to be hospitable, and that might mean opening your house up to people who you know, you're you're not used to opening your house up and having a meal with them. But it also means being hospitable with your time, that you're willing to go out of your way to spend an amount of time with somebody that you might not otherwise, and you might be uncomfortable, but you're bringing them, you're inviting them into your life. You're communicating care and compassion by doing that. And so the more hospitable you are with another person, the more they do feel loved and cared and compassion, And they should because you really do. It's not like a bait and switch kind of thing. I really do care about them. And a way to show them that is by being hospitable to them with my time, with my house, with my property, with my money. It's it's not mine. I'm just called to be a steward of it. So I need to go out of my way to use that for his glory. And so a good way to do that is being hospitable. A second way is the reason why I want to hear what the other person is thinking is because I want to, if I'm asked, what do you hear me saying? Or somebody asks me, well, what was that conversation about? I want to honestly and articulately reflect their own position as well or better than they could themselves. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Because if I can do that, I've shown that I listen, that I care, and I really do want to understand where you're coming from. Now, I want to go back and kind of figure out, okay, where did we deviate? Because I figure there's probably a point in time where we both agreed on something. Mm-hmm. Well, where does that, you know, working my way back to the decision process, where did we divert? And then maybe focus on that and think that through. But another thing that, that we can do that I think is very helpful is is be careful when we're having debates that we don't become too forceful. Now it's one thing when me and my buddy Joel are in a debate and we're like not giving an inch and we're butting heads, but that's that's me and him and we have fun when we do it and it's like our national pastime for the two of us. But when with most people when you're talking to them, if if you if you argue with them on that level, you m- force them to be entrenched in their position more. You're you're actually having a negative influence. Whereas when you talk and when you listen and you ask questions to help you understand, help them think it through, they don't feel like they're being attacked. If I feel like I'm being attacked by you, Brian, I'm going to dig in and I'm going to win. Yep. Right. And and that's not going to advance these things. So uh, the best way to, pardon me, maybe not the best way, but a helpful way to deal with these touchy subjects is to not debate, but to ask very thoughtful questions and not get people on their heels. Mm-hmm. You know, if you feel like that's happening, back off a little. You know, back off. Show some compassion. Show some care. Yeah, we do have big, strong arguments. And we, th- we can argue a lot of people under the table. But in doing that, now you have people under the table. cowering and they're 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 now not in a place where they're going to listen to you anymore and they're going to think that other people that are that are have the same name as you christian are just like you Mm -hmm. and all they're looking to do is drive you under the table again so what are they going to do naturally they're going to avoid those things and they're not going to want to talk to anybody about them and they're going to keep maintain those stereotypes of hateful christians being mean to us well
1: that's how we got where we are right
0: well, it's a contributing factor. Sure. I don't think it's singularly our fault. But no, I think it, it's
1: singularly our yeah, Well, I think
0: yeah. it's singularly your fault, yeah. if I'm honest.
1: I love what you said about backtracking to where you agree with somebody. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and this is not spiritual. This is not something that you know, we find in scripture. This is just practical, borderline self-help wisdom here. Mm-hmm. But something that I have found super helpful, just when you're trying to win somebody to your point of view, is... Uh, and I, can't, I wish I could remember where I got this phrase, but agreement is the essence of influence. Uh, when we are influenced hmm. by other people, we allow them in because we recognize that we agree with them somewhere. Like when I moved to Chico and I was being influenced by you, Uh, you, I obviously knew that I saw eye to eye with you on issues of faith. Um, we had a good time together. Um, like I said, we were into the same things. Like you valued your family and I know I value my family. Like we agree on all kinds of different things. So I'm going to let you influence me in all kinds of different areas. Mm -hmm. If you run into somebody and when you size them up, you think into yourself, dude, we're like, this guy could not be more different than me. It doesn't matter how compelling an argument that dude makes. You're not going to be influenced by them. And so when you're engaging with somebody and your assumption is they're a villain or an idiot, you're not looking for areas of agreement. Right. And that's why you have no ability to influence Hmm. them and win them to your uh, point of view. Hmm. And so I I love approaching it as you genuinely love and care about that person. Who you're trying to win to your point of view, and I, I hate to say that. it sounds like winning and losing. I I know that's not how it. We, well, it's the language we have. Sure, and everybody exactly.
0: who listens to this gets that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but I mean, just even more to my point, like the fact that I don't, I don't like say win them to your point of right. view. You, you, you can see that is more about you want to be compelling, exactly be
0: persuasive, and and if. 'Cause I, we're I, talking about stuff that matters. We're here. talking about stuff that matters and people that matter. Right. And and yeah, I think I'm right. But I okay, here's another thing that I haven't said up to this point, I don't think. But I honestly think I can learn from the other person. Totally. I honestly think I can learn from the person who's hundred percent different from me. You know, in every single way they're complete. I still think that there's value in talking with that person and we might never come to terms on anything, but I still think I can learn from them. Because I'm just, I'm a person who's growing and learning. It might not be something spiritual. I think a lot of Christians have a problem and they think that I can't learn from non-believers because somehow that's a spiritual defeat or something like along those lines. It's not at all. You can become a better person. God can use common grace in order to lead you to a more gracious or more kind or more loving position. He can use all kinds of things. He's the donkey to <laughs> right. talk to Baylor. He can, and that, that sounds way more pejorative than I meant it to. But I, he can use anybody and people that I disagree with. I have grown because I've listened to them and I've learned from them. I, I you know, have friends who aren't believers who I'll, I'll listen to them mm-hmm. and I'll hear what they have to say. That doesn't mean I'm going to agree with them. It doesn't mean I hate them. It doesn't mean I like them less. I really like people that I disagree with sometimes. Yeah. You know?
1: Well, and picking up from there, but also bringing it back to my last point, I think <laughs> that it would be a much different kind of dialogue, and maybe we would still end up disagreeing. I'm sure that in a lot of cases we would. But if on either side of this abortion debate, if we could get up to the point where we know that we agree, we both love that woman, the ensuing debate after that would probably look and sound a lot different. Right?
0: Yeah. You know, I I heard Mark Dever talk once, and he said that when he had hear me out. This might sure. sound like a left field thing, but he, he said he invited a PCA guy, a Presbyterian, who they believe in infant baptism. We believe in believer's baptism. So they wrote up on the whiteboard, all of the points that they thought the other side would agree with, that they also agreed with in baptism. Mm-hmm. And it parsed out their agreements excellently but also displayed their disagreements to a point where everyone was like they were crystal clear there was not near as many as everybody thought and they were able to actually have a good dialogue about Mm -hmm. those because they've already established agreements i think that's the kind of conversation we need to have with people when we're talking about things like this abortion issue that's so spicy right now is say okay you're right brian i love what you said We both love that woman. What do we agree about that woman? What do you think I believe about that woman that we can agree with? What do I think you believe about that woman that we can agree with? And if we go down that road and allow ourselves to have that kind of conversation first, it's going to be immeasurably helpful To get us to the point where we can see our differences and I don't see you as a mean villain and Mm -hmm. you don't see me that that way. Instead, we see each other as people who love another person. Right. And while we might still disagree, we can see I get his point. Mm -hmm. I I get her point. I I see where we're at now. And it's going to take a lot of work and it's going to take a lot of that kind of discussions in order to solve some of these issues. They might never be resolved but i we these discussions need to be had
1: yeah i i've been reading all kinds of different books this year and it's come up in a different a couple different <clears throat> of oh my gosh words in a couple of those books um just kind of the nature of american politics right now um the nature of politics you know back you know decades and decades ago and just how you know the uh the different parties are playing a completely different game now than they have in -hmm. in decades Mm -hmm. and years past. Um, But getting, getting back to where we started here. um, Once we get past that, we both love that woman part. And like you said, we parse out uh, agreements and disagreements. I think when we end up ultimately in, I'm sure most cases agreeing to disagree here, it's going to get us down to those, more foundational issues that I was talking about in the beginning where mm. I think our time is best served. That's mm-hmm. my opinion though.
0: Yeah. I, I, fear that, that we need to establish <clears throat> relationships as best we can with people in advance so that we can have these conversations. Cause if I go down to secret trail and I'm sitting there and some guy chimes in and says something that I disagree with, and I chime in and I try to start a conversation like this. it could go sideways really quick. Mm-hmm. and it's it, so it behooves us to have relationships with people and to be calm and collective and really try to hear people out. Um, don't let the conversation get squirrely. It's really easy to all of a sudden, you know we started talking about abortion and now we're talking about quantum physics and we can't remember how you know we got there, but you know we did. Um, but if we're really going to have these talks and, and change hearts and minds, including our own in this, then we, we need to be willing to invest the time, um, invest our lives, be vulnerable. I mean, we're going to be opening ourselves up to admit that we're wrong sometimes. And that's a hard thing for people to do. But, you know, sometimes just saying, oh, you know what? You were right about that. Mm-hmm. Just I mean, that, that could change everything. You know, it has with people I've talked to before. And when people said that to me, you know, I don't hate them any; I like them more because they're willing to be so open and honest.
1: And it's kind of an obvious statement after the long conversation that we just had. But I don't think we've said it like just kind of summarily. But it's really, really hard to have any kind of meaningful discussion with these types of people if you're not friends with. Mm-hmm or genuinely love people who you disagree with. If and you, so being in some kind of insular environment where you only hang out with people you agree with, right. you are going to have a very, very difficult time having any kind of meaningful debate or dialogue about anything. Right. Because, because you don't have relationships with those people. Mm-hmm. you're, And I think that's a lot of what we see happening, you know, like t- we talk about on Twitter or whatever else. Um, where people have these kind of echo chambers where they surround themselves with people that they agree with and they have very few genuine, um, loving, <laughs> calm <laughs> discussions with people that they disagree with.
0: Well, you you have to go out there and foster those then. Right. You, well, you have to.
1: What, what I was bringing up is we do.
0: Well, I know we do, but, but people, maybe there's people who listen to us who don't have that. They've been, well, that's what you I know, there's a lot of people who you know, they've been homeschooled, they're around, you know, they're and they, they might be listening to us. The, you know, they're just around their own people. You know, their 12 families. That's all they've ever known. They all agree with each other on almost everything. Um, you, you need to go out and search out those relationships. And you need to find somebody who's different than you and become a friend with them. That's why I used hospitality. It might be your neighbor next door. It might be your neighbor across the street. It might be your mailman. It, it might be a coworker at work that you go and get lunch with once a week. I'm going to go and make friends with this person because I really want to get to know them and maybe I'll have the opportunity to share the gospel for sure, but maybe I'll have the opportunity in, in between those times to be an influence and uh, a good, a good source for them to see some growth and maybe I can grow too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well.
0: you have a question today? I, I do.
1: Okay, let's have it.
0: What is your go-to soda?
1: Soda? Is it
0: Mountain Dew? Is it Surge? Okay. Is it?
1: I'm gonna go super Pepsi? obscure right now. Do you Coke re- Zero? Do you remember?
0: This is your go-to, right? That's what I'm asking. Well, I don't
1: drink soda anymore.
0: Ooh.
1: Well, it'd be Diet Coke. It'd if be we're Lacroix. Talk- no, it'd be Diet Coke if we're talking about go-to like soda. Okay. But like the one that I enjoy the most.
0: Mm, okay. It, dude. It better be a good one.
1: Do you remember Dr. Slice? No. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. It's like Dr.
0: Pepper Slice Mixed? I guess. Dr. Pepper is my go-to. But go ahead. Tell your little thing.
1: There's just one restaurant in Woodland that had it. And every time I went there, I had to get Dr. Slice because wow. it was the only place I knew I've where it existed. I've never even heard of that. It's so good.
0: I tried all the Dr Pepper knockoffs: Dr right. Thunder, Mr Pib, Dr yeah. Pants,
1: Dr Pants, <laughs> uh, Dr Slice.
0: Dr Pepper's my go-to.
1: I, wait, as soon as we're done here, I'm gonna figure out if maybe have one of them. Like, type in your G- <laughs> I almost a GPS. Type in your zip code, and we'll tell you where you can get the closest Dr Slice.
0: <laughs> okay, I will go get one with you for okay, sure.
1: Great. All right. Oh, uh, what's all right. your go-to? What's sorry? your go-to soda? <laughs> All right. And whether you and I or you and Pat agree or disagree, we believe you belong.